Today we remember the Chicago Bears. We might be crying at the bad times now, but try and remember the good days not too long ago. A once promising season, starting at 5-1, has now fallen to a dismal 5-17. We didn't believe the others. We said we wouldn't apologize for being 5-1. But the more I think about it, the more we were delaying the inevitable. We knew the piss-poor offense would eventually be exposed. We knew our defense would slowly give up as hope left slowly like syrup dripping from a maple tree. And I think we all knew in the depths of our hearts that finding a good kicker must mean something was wrong. So raise your old styles. Dip your beef in the au jus. Put some extra hot peppers on your hot dog. Or get a big, deep dish all for yourself. It's okay to cry. It's over now. Welcome to the Bare Minimum Podcast. I'm your host. Steven Zogel, and after that sobering eulogy, I'm here to talk to you a bit more about the actual game that took place against the Bears and the Detroit Lions. I'm just going to get right into it. Disappointed. That's, that's the big word that I got, is just, I'm just disappointed, you know? I'm going to start by going through the offense. Honestly, up until the very end, probably one of their better outings of the season, maybe their best so far. It seemed like they were really moving the ball well. Mitch was able to get some quick passes out. He, The Bears were running the ball pretty well. Both Montgomery and Patterson were actually getting good chunk yardage. Some of the rookies on offense were doing well, like Mooney, Komet. Seemed like everybody was pretty much contributing throughout the whole entire offense. Um, but the ending really just kind of soured all that happened before it. The big collapse at the end, as everybody knows, with about two minutes left to go in the game, maybe a little bit less than two minutes. The Bears call a play to have Mitch drop back, try a pass play, and he doesn't see the guy behind him. And uh, he gets strip-sacked, which as we all know, leads to a Adrian Peterson running touchdown that gives the Lions the lead. Now, to Mitch's credit, I believe the defensive lineman kind of just blew right past the offensive lineman. Um, got to him far too quickly, which is something that we should all be used to by now. Just the offense completely sucking. I, I shouldn't say shouldn't say completely sucking because it was really just that one play. But anyways, um, but to Minch's credit, he came back the next drive and we, he, the offense was driving. 
we were getting down. I think we got around to their 20, 20 yard line until the infamous Allen Robinson play where he caught the ball on like a third and five, third and four. He turns around and he had plenty of space to pick up the first down, but he didn't. He just went out of bounds. A yard short. I mean, okay. Mistakes happen. Got a fourth and one. Now we got to try and capitalize. But it's in true Bears fashion, at least this season. And of, I think every every fan knew that that wasn't going to happen. It was over from from the get go. No way the Bears could pick up a fourth and one after that play. And it was just, it's just so frustrating. And once again, the Bears' offense failed to score points in the third quarter. They haven't scored points in the third quarter all season long. I know there was that one statistic that said they got seven points in that one game a couple of weeks ago, but that was on a kick return, and that didn't... I think we still lost that game, despite that Patterson kick... Re- yeah, we did, because we've lost six straight in a row, which I'll get to later, but... So the offense itself has never scored points this season in the third quarter. Which is, I mean, it's unacceptable at this point. It's so unheard of to have a modern-day NFL offense unable to get into scoring position in one particular quarter. It's 12 quarters of just no points altogether combined with the third quarter. I mean, how do you... I don't know how the Bears can do that. Is that. I think that's a coaching thing. I don't know if that's a coaching thing. I think it must be a coaching thing, but it's just so bizarre how they just never seem to be able to get a scoring drive in the third quarter. It's like, a, well, hold on. Let me backtrack. That is a coaching thing. Because they have half time to make adjustments. And to come up with a, at least like one good drive to analyze, okay, this is what was working, this is what wasn't working. Let's see if we can get a couple good drives in the third quarter, get a get a score, get a field goal, or get, you know, a touchdown, preferably a touchdown, obviously. But week in, week out, it's like once they, they only play for like half the game, and then maybe the second half, they just kind of wing it. I don't really know. I'm not a coach. I haven't played football even in high school or Little League, my parents wouldn't let me. I had allergies. I got too tired. Alright? Yeah. Got too tired because of allergies. It was so bad that I, in kindergarten I had to be held back for a year. Anyways, that's not the point of this podcast. We're not talking about my allergies when I was a kid, okay? I'm not doing that right now. But yeah, it's just simple, poor play calling. Poor play calling, poor planning, poor execution, poorly coached team. I think if you have all that, that has to fall on your coach, right? And another thing, I mean, and the disappointing thing was like the running game was going so well in the first half. Montgomery got two touchdowns. Cordero Patterson got a touchdown. Like it's like, oh, this is what. This is what the Bears' offense is supposed to look like. This is how you're supposed to use this offense, right? But no, 
that's not a... Eventually that just didn't happen. I mean, that didn't matter at the end of the day. But Montgomery, yeah, had one of his best games today. He had over 110 yards from scrimmage. 4.2 yards average, two touchdowns. He was running. He was catching. Blocking, probably. I don't know. I'm assuming he blocked at one point. You know. Same with Cordell Patterson. Seemed like the first game where he actually was useful in the run game. And where he wasn't just like, let's just give it to him because we haven't given to him in like a couple plays. So probably they forgot, up, the defense probably forgot about him all, you know, by now. So I think right now is the perfect time to give him the ball. And it turns out it's not the perfect time to give him the ball because it's it's just a run up the gut or like a like a sweep play, you know. But to his credit, he, he had a pretty good game today. Got a touchdown as well. <clears throat> And, um, yeah, overall, strong performance from Mitch. Could have been better in the second half. But also, I mean, I've seen some people talk about how this gives them the confidence to see that Mitch, after he leaves the Bears, will probably have a, a somewhat average career. And I think what people are just not really considering is that it's just the Lions, and we all know that Mitch is the Lion Slayer. For whatever reason, Mitch is, performs the best against the Lions. And I don't think you can really use that as a barometer of if he can perform well in the future. Because as soon as he faces a good defense, he's going to crumble. Which we saw last week. And another thing, too, is I, I don't think... Recently, the Bears have had a pretty good record in terms of letting guys go when they needed to be let go. One example is Jordan Howard. Another example is Cameron Meredith. And I guess you could say Alshon Jeffrey, which his first year for the Eagles, he was able to, I mean, he helped them get to a Super Bowl, but ever since then, he's been injured a lot. He's kind of just been the same Alshon Jeffrey that the Bears have always known to be. So I don't think this is a case where all these players that are kind of fringe are all of a sudden just going to become extraordinary. Except for, like, maybe Allen Robinson. Which is another whole entire thing. Allen Robinson seems to always make mental mistakes every game. He's a very good player, don't get me wrong. I think he's a great wide receiver, and he's a true wide receiver one for the offense. But in terms of getting wanting to be paid like maybe top five or top ten receiver money, I don't think you can really give him that based on his just like some mental games. He kind of fails at catching 50-50 balls. He today had that huge mental mistake at the end of the game. Instead of picking up the first down, he just went out of bounds a yard short. Or, you know, would try to catch a ball, but it would be tipped off his hands, and it would be intercepted. Which, I don't know of too many number one wide receivers on teams that consistently do that type of stuff. Good player. Any team, I think, would, you know, love him to, to would love to have him on the team. He has, you know, he gets open, and he can catch, you know, the balls that are you know, when he's open and everything, but if it's a contested catch, it's 
and most of the time it seems like he doesn't come down with them, unfortunately. Let's bring me to another thing that I don't think the Bears are going to be tagging him at the end of the year, franchise tagging him. I don't think they're going to be trying to see, trying to get one more year, especially the way that he's been handling the situation online. I mean, I, he's been liking tweets about from people tweeting about how you know he should get go into the Green Bay Packers or play for with a team that has like a real offense which I don't think the Bears, I think the Bears know that he's doing that. I don't think they really appreciate that either. I mean, I, I don't blame Robinson, yeah. Bears offense, not good. Bears quarterbacks, not good. But to me, I don't know, I just during the whole entire season, which I guess it could fall on the coach for kind of losing the locker room, but I don't know, it just seems kind of... Kind of seems petty to me. I don't know. Maybe not to you, but that's just how I feel. But overall, over and then same with Anthony Miller. He had a pretty good game today, but he's also up and down in terms of performance week to week. Today he had a really good game, but then other weeks he'll have big mental mistakes. And he's an athletic player, and I want him to do well in the league, but I just don't know if he can get over those weird mental hurdles where sometimes he'll catch a ball and instead of running forward, he'll run backwards or he'll just drop an easy catch, but he'll make like these other incredible catches. It just seems he's so up and down all the time. And then, but of course you have Darnell Mooney, who I think there's a stat that is like when he's been targeted um, and the balls that have been catchable by him. I don't think he's ever dropped a pass yet. So I think Darnell Mooney's going to be the real deal going forward, which is a good thing. And a, you know, nice thing to look forward to in the future. It's one bright spot on this team that's you know, rather terrible. And then uh, Cole Komet, he played well too. He got a touchdown again today and he got a couple of other couple more passes. Seems to be run, he seems to run strong doesn't get tackled, you know, easily. And most importantly, he doesn't seem to get injured every time that he catches the ball, which was one big thing that Adam Shaheen did when he was on the team. Seemed like no matter what, he go for a ball, come down, oh, got a concussion now. So I guess we got that going for us, which is nice. And then the uh, offense seems to be clicking a little bit more in terms of just more consistent play. Seems like they shuffled some guys around. Got Mustafer, I think that's his name, Mustafer? Mustafer? I don't know. But he plays center. Seems to be doing a pretty good job. They move some guys around. Seems to be forming a more, more cohesive effort as a line altogether. But some not good. Let's see, what's not good? The defense was not good today. Other than some usual suspects of, you know, performing as best as they could, like, you know, Roquan Smith, you know, Hicks always gives 100%. Same thing with Fuller, you know, Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson. Um, but you can't, I don't know how, how they can allow 34 points in a game when the Lions are missing two of their starters in Swift and Galladay. Like, that's just unacceptable. I think it just plays to the 
Bears defense wanting just slowly quitting because they kind of know that they can see the writing on the wall. They can see that the season is out of reach. There's really no hope, which leads again to the locker room not being stable and Nagy losing his players, as well as Pagano, because Pagano calls the defense, and it seems like each week so far they've been slowly becoming less and less effective. Bilal Nichols, shout out Bilal Bilal Nichols. There we go. Had that really good uh, interception. That was cool. Good play. But then, I mean, the two premier pass rushers that we've been paying a lot of money to, Mack and Robert Quinn, they're like nowhere on the stat sheet for like the past two weeks. Mac had that one sack, but he it was called off by a penalty. Some people say it was a BS penalty, but you know, that's just the way of the game. And you can't just, you know, base your play of or your base your assessment of how Mac played off of a could be sack but was called back from a penalty. I mean, you just can't do that. Other than that, I don't know what else he really did. Maybe he had like one or two QB pressures, but him and Quinn just have not been doing it for the Bears. And you see guys like Leonard Floyd. He's doing well in L.A. I mean, of course, they have Aaron Donald, who I think is probably overall just a better defensive pass rusher than Khalil Mack is. I mean, both are pretty good, but I think Donald is just better. And I think right now it's just the whole defense as a whole is losing hope for the season, which is sad, but it's also just kind of human nature in my in my point of view. But yeah, moving on, I mean, for when you look at just this team losing, we've lost six games in a row which this might be a PTSD for some fans, but Mark Tressman, he never lost six games in a row. And this is the first time that we lost six games in a row since 2002. Now, this begs the question, will the Bears finally decide to fire the whole entire staff, Nagy, Pace, etc., you know, in the midseason? They've never done that before. And we've had some really bad years that they've never fired a head coach in the middle of the season. So do I think they should? Probably. I think they should start looking at at other options. I don't think there's any point in saving face for letting the coach and GM finish out the season while maybe they're, I mean, I was going to say, you know, like, so now they can focus more on trying to find the next GM. I mean, but of course they could be potentially doing that, but I don't think they are based on if they don't want to fire them during the season, then they're probably not going to start looking for people during the season because they would deem that unprofessional, which I think is just a big hiccup for the front office in general is that they just want to be seen as professional which isn't bad, but at the same time, it's, you know, the most professional thing to do is admit your mistake and move on, right? So that's pretty much where we are right now. Same thing as usual. 
bears come up short. They shoot themselves in the foot. Seems like we had a little, little freaky Friday action of the Bears defense not being able to do their job while the offense somewhat was able to do their job except for at the end. And next week we do this all over again with the Texans where we get to do, you know, we get to face Deshaun Watson. I don't know if you guys know this, but did you know that Deshaun Watson was drafted after Mitch Trubisky? Probably, probably didn't know that, probably forgot that. So yeah, get ready to hear that a lot next week. Hopefully, for the future, I mean, let's see, things that I'm going to be looking for in the upcoming games is really just if the guys that we've drafted, the rookies and the young guys, if they consistently improve and if there's hope in some areas of the team. Other than that, that's kind of it right so that's it for today hopefully you enjoyed my commentary uh, if you want to talk to me you can talk to me at twitter on uh on twitter at bear zokal b-e-a-r-z-o-k-a-l uh, you can tweet at me i'll always be live tweeting during the games i hope to hear from you then see ya